Welcome, 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 nerds, nerdettes, and everything in between. Welcome to the very first annual Nerd Awards, presented by myself, Stephen Shred, and of course, the man nerd himself. Why don't you, why don't you introduce yourself a little bit? Say That's hello me. to people. Hi, I'm the man nerd. <laughs> hello. Yeah. You know me. I'm your best friend. I hang out with you every week. Yep. And this time, we're hitting you with the uh, end of the year special. I am uh, excited to do this. It'll be fun to go over the year in review. So uh, we're going to do this like typical award show kind of thing. So we have our categories. We have our five picks. And then at the end, we will give you our number one pick for every category. I have my picks. The man nerd has his picks. And uh, we are designating that the number one spot gets the nerdy. And it's a statue of whatever makes you smile and happy. That's what it is. <laughs> Perfect. All right. All right. To bring us in, we are going to start with the best live action shows of the year for 2023. Now... I was a little bit at a disadvantage here because I feel like I didn't watch a whole lot of live action, but I had enough to put together a list. So uh, I'm going to give my four spots and save the last one for after. Okay. So my number five spot, which I just started watching, <laughs> goes to Reacher, show on Amazon, Tom Clancy series. I really like it. It kind of feels like a little little mystery uh, like a little mystery version of like the Punisher, kind of. Next up is the Mandalorian, which I will say there was a lot of uh, somewhat dull moments in the Mandalorian, but overall it felt very true to what it's supposed to be, and it gave some uh, some pretty cool backstory and furthered the plot on uh, some stuff that I liked from uh, Clone Wars and Rebels. After that, we got Gen V, another show I enjoyed. Uh, I really liked the idea of expanding and showing us what other kind of heroes are out there, not just the super famous world-known like ones. And then uh, my number two spot, of course, because I'm a Godzilla freak, it's going to go to Monarch. <laughs> of course. <laughs> yeah. How, how could it not, dude? A, a show revolving around Godzilla and other titans. Yep, you had to. <laughs> go ahead and give us yours. Okay. Uh, starting at number five. Truthfully, Reacher probably would have made the list, but I haven't watched it. So, one of those things. Ones that I've watched. Number five spot is Obliterated, a Netflix show about a special ops team that stops a nuclear explosion in Vegas. And nobody knows what they did. And it was this big operation that took them months. And then they're like, you know what? We deserve this. We're going to party. We're in Vegas. So they get obliterated. And guess what? That was a fake bomb. Now this show is about them trying to stop the real bomb all fucked up. So it was great. <laughs> I had a lot of fun. Number four spot, The Last of Us. I thought that was a lot of very cool. I never played the game, but I like post-apocalyptic stuff like that. So that was a lot of fun in the horror section. Number three, same spot as you, Gen V, because the boys in a spinoff, you can't go wrong. Super cool. Super cool. Number two spot goes to One Piece. One Piece live action. I should have seen that coming. <laughs> I liked it, man. I liked it a lot. It was a lot of fun. 
and apparently it went really close to the anime so i'm all in man it's super cool yeah which is interesting because they're actually going to be remaking the anime soon yep they are so i'm wondering if they're going off of uh the one piece live action pacing went so well maybe they're just going to remake the anime to be condensed yeah they might which would be cool to take take away all that filler all right and now my nerdy for best show aka you know just a little disclaimer this is not about the overall best story overall best acting anything like that this our lists are basically summed up to the thing that we enjoyed the most so you know take these lists for what they are you know mine number one enjoyment because i did play the games number one goes to the last of us hell yeah i really enjoyed it i especially enjoyed the parts that they did change because it's especially the uh i can't think of their names right now uh the frank and uh his husband's story i cannot think of the husband's name right now but uh their story specifically uh just really hit you know really good uh heartfelt moment in a uh, story that is not originally so heartfelt so overall the nerdy goes to the last of us my half of the nerdy at least okay the top half of the nerd the nerdy (laughs) (laughs) will go to star trek strange new worlds season one and two because we finished season one and got season two in the same freaking year on an awesome show that brings you back to that old school Star Trek feel. So it, you know, it, it went, Star Trek went away for a while, but uh, it, it, it kind of veered off, went a little dark, went a, went a little cheesy, messing with the timelines too much, but this brought it all back. It feels so good. I love it. Number one, Star Trek Strange New Worlds. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> I didn't yep. even know there was a Star Trek show going on right now. <laughs> yep, there was actually three this year. Wow. Or, no, four. Five. There was five this year. Holy crap. Okay. Those are some numbers. You could have yep. had your entire list be Star Trek. I could have. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to bring us into the next category, man. Do it. Best movie. Now, this can be any feature movie it could be live action it could be anime whatever you want whatever you think fits the bill my number five spot is a netflix movie called namona did you watch that don't believe i did it's actually a lot of fun it's about this knight of a realm which it takes place in like modern day but they the protectors of the city are actual like old school knights and they're trained with swords to fight monsters and all this and there's this big conspiracy this this knight that's not supposed to be a knight that's coming up in the world and getting popular gets framed gets framed for something horrible and then is kind of thrown out in a fugitive and teams up with this changeling like shapeshifter monster girl named Nimona. Super funny, super cool, uh, fantasy with a new age twist to it. I had a lot of fun. Definitely sounds like something up your alley. Hell yeah. <laughs> and it was an anime. So there you go. Even better. <laughs> Number four spot. That is going to go to one that I saw recently, a few weeks ago, called Leave the World Behind. Now that one 
That one was, uh, it's probably one of the best thrillers that I've seen in a while. It makes you feel uneasy, uh, makes you wonder what the hell's going on. So basically this movie is about this family that goes on vacation and they really need it. They're burning out and then some weird stuff starts happening. Like the, the, the part that I saw that drew, drew me in is they're at the beach, they're hanging out and then they notice this oil tanker and they see it in the distance and they're like, man, that's a big ship. Nice. That's a cool ship. And then they're hanging out later and later and later. The thing keeps coming closer and closer, closer and closer until finally they have to run because it slams into the beach. And that's just the beginning. Weird shit like that keeps happening and they don't know what's going on. They're at a vacation rental. There's some shit happening. So uh, it's pretty cool and I liked the where it went. Where it went was awesome and it has some good actors in it. A lot of them. So I highly recommend that. Number three spot. I know this is in your list, man. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. That shit was good. It was real good, man. But you know what? Number two <laughs> spot, Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. I had a feeling. <laughs> yep. Had to go higher. Had to go higher. You know me. We did a review on it. Yeah. All right. What do Fair you got? Enough. All right. So for my number five spots, again, this is a thing where I feel like I didn't watch many movies this year, or uh, at least I didn't watch many movies that I liked. But the number five spot goes to a movie that I did really enjoy. Uh, that is Suzume. It is a uh, anime style movie that came out uh, earlier this year and uh, a lot of fun. Follows a, uh, a girl who stumbles upon a uh, sort of magical task that uh, this guy that she meets just randomly uh, is fulfilling. And she kind of screws it up. <laughs> so then it goes on this whole journey where they're uh, trying to fix all the things that uh, stem from her original mess up. So uh, not trying to give too much away. We did do a video on it. So if you do want to check that out, that is in our feed. It hasn't come out but yet, but it will shortly. <laughs> it will be there. <laughs> it will be there. My, mis my mistake. <laughs> but uh, a lot of fun and... It was uh, something that I just like really enjoyed. I thought uh, the, I thought the characters were solid. I did think there was a little bit of a weird, unnecessary like uh, romantic side to it, but overall, really enjoyed it. Number four spot goes to John Wick Four. I've been a huge fan of the John Wick movies, so the fourth and seemingly final movie had to make the list. It would have been higher if it wasn't for the fact that uh, I enjoyed the next few movies just a little bit more. So it's more of I praised these movies rather than uh, I disliked John Wick a little bit more than these. Because John Wick Four, you know, we get the uh, we get the finale of John Wick being hunted by the organization that he used to work for. We get to see a few more characters get introduced. One of them I wish we got a little more background on, but uh, overall just a wild ride again, but for different reasons. A whole lot more killing in this than in Suzume. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so number three spot goes to Creed 3. I really enjoy the Creed movies. I'm not a huge boxing fan. I'm more of an MMA fan. 
but specifically with Creed 3, I felt like it was a really good dynamic between our uh, protagonist and the antagonist. It made it even better that Michael B. Jordan directed this and took inspiration from some of his favorite anime fights. So there are scenes that are direct references to very uh, famous anime fight scenes. One in particular is a fight from Dragon Ball Z. They even go as far to choreograph and use the exact same movements and everything in the fight. So if you're a Dragon Ball Z fan, you'll know exactly what moment it is. But great movie. I always really like those just I like I like watching fighting. I feel like the Creed movies do a really good job of representing fighting in itself, the uh, you know boxing because uh, I, I always take issue with uh, the weird way that boxing, MMA and everything is portrayed in movies. It always feels very unnatural when like one person is able to stand there and load up and then hit somebody. It's like that would never happen because you would see that punch coming a mile away. It always feels very, very dramatized and takes me out of it. But Creed, I feel, always does a really good job of uh, making you feel like you're actually like watching something. You're watching actual competitors. So that takes my number three spot. Number two, though. Number two, like Andrew said, it was probably going to be on my list. <laughs> Goes yep. to Guardians of the Galaxy 3. <laughs> I, I loved I, I loved it and it made me love it even more that I loved it as a Marvel movie. I feel like Marvel has fallen so far from the absolute masterpiece that the whole uh, lead up from phase one to four was. They actually knocked it out of the park with uh, Guardians of the Galaxy 3. It had its heartfelt moments. It had plenty of actual good comedy which is hard to find in Marvel these days cuz uh I don't know I don't know who is writing the comedy for Marvel from Disney but uh it's, it's bad. bad. It's real <laughs> it's bad. Re it's really really <laughs> bad. But, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy actually made me laugh. It uh showed me some heartfelt moments from characters that I do care about and uh overall it felt like a good send-off for these characters because a lot of the actors are saying that they're not returning to the series and they're not returning to Marvel for any of the other like uh, cameos here or there. So uh, overall felt like the best send off we could have gotten and the best version of um, us saying goodbye to, I guess the old guard of the MCU. All right. So you started with this. So give us your nerdy. My nerdy for best movie of the year goes to, I didn't think this would happen, but it did. Gran Turismo. Oh. Like, I'm not for like true story movies, but this one was so good. And every actor in it was so good. And it was based on real events about the game Gran Turismo. And they were trying to get kids that played the game to become real racers to get racing up again and guess what they had a competition that got the top spots for Gran Turismo players to get into a boot camp for racing and it's about that and the kid that actually won 
and it turns out that the kid that won ended up being his own stunt driver in the movie which is badass and it was just heartfelt and fun and action-packed and the graphics were so good and they did overlays like Gran Turismo style not too much but every time they did it it just looked so cool and I loved it it was 100% my favorite movie of the year and might be uh, regretting the fact that I didn't watch it before we did this. <laughs> I told you, man. I told you. <laughs> I'll, I'll watch it soon for sure. <laughs> All right. And the nerdy for me, for number one movie of 2023, technically it came out in 2022, but it came out in the U.S. And I didn't get to see it until it came out in the U.S., obviously, in 2023. My number oh, one. I know what it is is love is war the first kiss that never ends there it is <laughs> my nerdy has to go to it it is the finale to the greater storyline for love is war which is my one of my favorite shows ever it had comedic moments it had heartfelt moments and it had moments that were so introspective into so many people the idea of could this person love the true me? The me that isn't made to be for this person to see? Just such like such a deep question. And it's a question that I'm sure many of us have asked ourselves before. And it uh it just hits. <laughs> I recently rewatched it and uh it still hits. So it had to be my number one. Nerdy goes to love is war. Any year that Love is War has something, their nerdy would probably go to it. <laughs> <laughs> of course. All right. So the next two categories are going to be a little off the beaten path, but I feel that they are very appropriate for uh, for the, the genre, the style of uh, entertainment that we will be covering. So we are going to be talking about the top five anime intros and anime outros the opening songs and the ending songs i feel are so integral to anime as a culture and as a viewer it is something that you get so entwined with with the show you know like you think tokyo ghoul immediately you think of unravel you think of attack on titan immediately you think of either the first song which the name is escaping me or you think of the rumbling they're so tied into each other we felt that it would only be appropriate if we had our top five lists for those so let's let's get into those so we're going to be starting with the intros obviously because an intro goes first so uh, mandrew why don't you give us those give us the goods all right so number five goes to kengen ashura season two because intro and outro on the, that season were just bangers, man. They were metal. <laughs> they were hard. They were just fun. And it went with the show so well. So, hell yeah. That's like hella good. Okay, next one up. Next one up. You know this one. Rurouni Kenshin, season one. But the first hell part, yeah. not the second part. Second part intro yep. was not good. First part intro, so good. That shit was dope. Number three. Hell's Paradise. Hell yeah, because it was awesome. That's all I gotta say. It was a banger through and through. Number two, super fun. 
Psalm 100. That intro is just so much fun. You have a good time. And yeah, there's no going past it. Now this one, this one, we're going to wait for later. But okay, let's go. Your turn. <laughs> I almost did it, man. I almost went to number one. I didn't, though. <laughs> it's just too good. I know. All right. Our, our <laughs> lists are very similar. <laughs> So for my number five, I'm going with Yusha, which is the intro to Free Rend Beyond Journey's End. That one, every single time I hear it, I'm just like, ah, just like puts me in a good mood. <laughs> but then again, anytime I watch Free Rend, I'm just in a good mood. So my number four is going to be, uh, I believe it's either Hitten or Hiten, which is a uh, intro for season for part one of season one of Aroni Kenshin yep the song is just so good it uh it, it feels like exactly what it should with Aroni Kenshin being a remake of a very uh early anime an early 2000s anime or late 90s early 2000s it feels of that era and it's just so good so number three going with Paradox from Vinland Saga. So this was, I believe, part two of season two's intro. It, it's just so good. I absolutely love it. It's basically a, uh, uh, probably like a hard rock song, I guess I would call it. It has its metal moments, but overall it's pretty, pretty hard rock. Number two, Song of the Dead from Zom 100. Mm-hmm. Like Mandrew said, it's just so good. It it's just a fun, lighthearted jam, which, for a good portion of the show, is very appropriate because the show in itself is very lighthearted. It's all about having fun, enjoying life, and just uh, doing the things that you want to do because you want to do them, not because you're being forced to, or not because you feel you have to. And it just uh, it's very appropriate for. Um, the show overall. All right, now we're gonna get into the nerdies, but there is a uh, there there's a little little funky spin on this because I'm pretty sure we're giving the nerd to the same exact one. We are, we are. <laughs> I know we are. <laughs> yep. So uh, both halves of the nerdy go to specials. The song from Jujutsu Kaisen, the Shibuya arc. Man, so good. It's too good. <laughs> it's like the for, best part of the the season. <laughs> it for as dark and serious as the the Shibuya arc has been. That song just goes so hard. <laughs> so many elements. Yeah, the song is by uh, King New. I think uh, is how you're supposed to say it. Yeah, it is. It is just an absolute banger. I listen to that song outside of the show. It's that good. <laughs> it is my ringtone. <laughs> yep. <laughs> can't can't uh, can't beat that. <laughs> can't go wrong. Even if you haven't watched the show, check out that song, man. Check it out. And next one, man. Next category. Anime outros. Anime outros. All right. Go for it, man. Run it down. All right. This one, I don't know how to pronounce it very well. Uh, we got, I think it's a Totome no Ichigeki, which is season two of Spy Family's outro. 
absolutely love Spy Family. It is one of my favorite shows ever. And uh, the outro to this, uh, which features Corey Wong, which is pretty freaking cool, but it, it's just such a such a feel good song. And then the uh, animations that go along with it, just just the wholesomeness and the uh, the good vibes of it, just can't beat it. <laughs> now number four is going to go to uh, I think it's. Shoes, shoe cream funk which is oh, the yeah. outro to mashal hell yeah <laughs> that one is just so much uh, again that that's gonna be a trend with these next three with these next two it's just so fun it's just a goofy kind of disco-y song just about cream puffs and they have a whole dance that goes with it, it it's just it's just fun <laughs> Number three is going to go to Happiness of the Dead from ZOM 100. Again, super fun. I, I'm always saying it literally just sounds like No Doubt, the band, but just in Japanese. It, it's just a ton of fun. The song is really, really well done. And the animations that they have to go with it are just so good because they have parts where, uh, like, the part, there's a part that says uh, life or death. And they have different characters holding up the little signs. It, it's just it's just a lot of fun. <laughs> and then number two, mine is uh, anything anywhere, which is the outro to Free Ren. And uh, it's it's not a fun, lighthearted one in the same sense. It's just a very heartfelt song. It's in the feels. Yeah, the the over uh, overarching theme of Free Ren is just letting your heart go, man. Well, opening yeah. up. Just caring about others and uh, not taking things for granted. You know, things don't last forever, so cherish them, which is kind of the overarching theme of Free Run. To appreciate the ones that you love, you know, have them with you always, even if they aren't there physically anymore. And the song just really encompasses that. And it just, just hits you in the feels every single time I hear it. So uh, I had to put that as number two, because uh, oh, yeah. intro and outro for Free Run are here on the list, and every single time I watch Free Run, nothing gets skipped. <laughs> I let the intro play, I let the outro play. So good. All right, I'm jumping in, man. I'm jumping in. Do it. This number five spot might be considered cheating. Oh, no. Invincible, season two, episode four. The song, after the extra scene. It just hits because it's run the jewels, the ground below. I had to fucking do it, man. I had to do it. That song's <laughs> fucking dope. When I heard that, I was like, that's making the list. There's there's no way around it. <laughs> if you call me a cheater, I don't care. That makes number five. Number four, just like the intro, King and Ashore, man. King and Ashore, season two. Intro and outros hit so hard. So highly recommend it. It goes with the fighting aspect of that, and it just pumps you up. Even after the episode's done, gets you ready for the next one. Number three. Number three, Finland Saga, season two. I think that outro really cements the whole season, like what you're feeling. It, it really ugh, it really goes with everything that's happening, and I love it. And you know what? Number two is exactly what your number two was. Hey. The outro to Free Ran, Beyond Journey's End, 
because that shit's heartfelt and it's so good. It really is, dude. <laughs> That's another one that I listen to off of uh, or away from just watching the show. It's just so good. All right. What's your number one? All right. The Nerdy goes to, I mean, could it go to anything else? Under the Tree. Yep. It, it. It's just such a good song. Sim just knocks it out of the park. It The uh, idea that, you know, we hear the rumbling, which the lyrics are Aaron's point of view. And then we get Under the Tree, which is Mikasa's point of view. It's just such a perfect, like, setup for getting to the end of the show. Like, it was just absolute perfection. The The lyrics are heartfelt. It's catchy. There's parts that go super hard. It, it's just... It's just perfect. Now your turn. Can you guess it? Is it the same one? Nope. It's not. Uh, it's not. It was on your list, though. It was on... Oh. Is it Shoe Cream Funk? It is. <laughs> Cream Hell Puff song? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I've listened to that song so many times. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, dude, like, once it gets to the part where uh, it has, like, Lemon singing along... And then they all just like bust out super hard for the finale. And I'm just like, ah, dude. Oh, yeah. It just yep. goes so hard. I'm going to be rewatching that show this week for sure because next Friday or no, next Saturday, season two is starting. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. Now for the main event of the evening best anime of the year. This was the hardest part to put together, but. We uh, persevered, and we did it. We made our top five. <laughs> Let's both do our five, one at a time, our four, our three, our two, and then our one. All right, take the lead. Number five for me. It switched a lot on me, actually, but uh, this spot goes to Dr. Stone Season 2. It was such a good show. Actually has a lot of science in it, lots of learning, but very fun, very sci-fi. It just is everything I'm looking for, has lots of character development, and uh, it keeps you guessing what the hell is happening and where they're going. And it's just a fun ride. Don't want to spoil anything, but it's a good time. I could definitely dig that, especially since that comes off of a uh, Convince Me episode, doesn't it? <laughs> yes, it does. One that hasn't come out yet, but it will. <laughs> the latest one. All right, my number five spot switched around quite a lot, and I almost swapped four and five, but because of the delays, hmm. this fell to five, which top five is still good. Still really good. I love this show. It is ZOM 100, Bucket List of the Dead. Absolutely love this show. Just uh, the idea of somebody suffering the daily grind being taken advantage of and now they have freedom to do whatever they want to do and instead of you know just sulking in the idea of a zombie apocalypse panicking just gonna do what i've always wanted to do cross everything off my bucket list and before i turn into a zombie such a good show so much fun but the uh <laughs> i i think the entire accumulation of waiting is probably somewhere to like four and a half months 
So uh, that's the only thing that took it down to five. But Zom 100, absolutely loved it. <laughs> Damn. All right, moving on to number four spot. For me, it is Summertime Rendering. It was released in 2022 in Japan, but released in January 2023 in the US. I actually did not know that. <laughs> yep, it totally works. It is oh, yeah. a story about, man, a kid that's stuck in a time loop, basically. And I love time loop themes in movies and shows. And this is a very unique perspective on it. And it never gets dull because it changes every time. And then you get higher and higher stakes as you go. It is a very fantastic show. And that's why it made it to my top four. Well, my top five, my number four of top five. Yeah, that is a... Uh... I, I did not even know that came out this year. I thought I just discovered it this year. <laughs> I hella had to, I had to do research because I was like, this has to be, it has to be. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, my number four spot goes to something that's already made an appearance. Mashal, Magic and Muscles. Great show. If uh, you haven't seen it, just, it is literally One Punch Man meets Harry Potter. That's it. <laughs> if yep. that doesn't sell you, nothing will just think if Saitama was born in a world of wizards and you got mackle <laughs> it is a ton of fun and like i said season two starts next saturday so i'm gonna be re-watching the hell out of it this weekend heck yeah all right moving into number three spot Vinland saga season two now this one first season very good kind of rough very action-packed dark this season dark in its own way but so uplifting and character driven and story driven that it just made it to my top list of all-time favorite so far it is so good i love it i can't wait for this series to continue i'm, I'm sure they will be continuing pretty soon too they're already posting uh teasers and stuff heck yeah give me a second i dropped my phone <laughs> okay <laughs> in the middle All of right. a report show yeah, dude. Stuff happens, you know. Better than a wardrobe malfunction, I suppose. My number three spot goes to The Eminence in Shadow, season two. This show, I just I just love the hell out of this show. It's so goofy. It's so over the top. It rides the line of edginess so close, but it, it's just such a ridiculous show that it works. Everything that they do is just the most like ridiculous dramatic thing you could possibly think of in an anime and then they play it off like you know it was just uh you know just it, it's no big deal it's whatever you know you have all these giant moving pieces all these political things and uh we have our main characters is just like oh all right well that works out i guess cool <laughs> just so nonchalant about all these like ridiculous things happening you know it, it's literally just what happens when your main character just plays everything off and wants to play a role so bad that he just doesn't take anything serious? Doesn't have to. It's, <laughs> yeah. it, it's just so much fun. And plus, you get Delta. What more do you need? Get Delta. Nothing. <laughs> All right, number two. Number two spot. Something you already had in your list? ZOM 100, Bucket List of the Dead. Surprisingly uplifting for a zombie show. It is very good, very funny. There were the delays, and honestly, I forgot how good it was until they 
put the rest of the season on on Christmas Day. And then it uh, brought it up to my number two spot. Yeah. Plus, we watched English dub and got to hear Beatrix's German accent. Perfect. Utterly Perfection. Perfect. Yep. My number two spot is a little contestable, but you know what? According to my rules, it works. My number two spot goes to Attack on Titan Special 1 and 2. It works. Technically, they're part of the, ser- of the uh, finale season. It's just there's only two of them. <laughs> but a show that I've followed for so long with characters that I care about and a story that needed to end a certain way, it was a heartbreaking ending. It was a heavy ending, but it was the ending that we needed. And we got to see so much more of the aftermath of the events of the finale than uh, I thought we would get to see. And it just really felt like the best way to end it all. Because we have plenty of shows that they give you the ending, but there's still some lingering questions. There's still some things that could have been wrapped up better. With this show, I feel like everything was there. The characters acted the way the characters would have acted. And the things that needed to be done to make sure that the ending was the ending, not just for us as viewers, but for the story as a whole. It was just perfect. But the heaviness of it, put it back to number two. (laughs) Yep. Number one goes to something else. Number one is the same for both of us. I know it is. It is. It is. The nerdy for uh, number one anime of 2023 goes to Freerun Beyond Journey's End. Just perfection in a show. So good. Everything. They are in episode 16, and there has not been a single moment of the show that I did not enjoy. Not one single moment has been bad. Every single episode is enjoyable. Every character has their own quirk that's enjoyable to them. Everything is heartfelt. Everything matters. Just you get action. You get character growth. You get to see this world develop around our characters. You get to see the impact of the things that our character has done. Just the only word for it is perfection. And it's basically a D&D show. So I'm in. <laughs> yeah, which I didn't even think of <laughs> until you started talking about it. And uh, yeah, apparently that is like a huge part of the fan base. Hell yeah, it uh, is. <laughs> yeah, D&D apparently goes hand in hand with the show but I did not know. (laughs) You can get so involved in your role play and these stories and characters that it feels just like a game that you're, you play with your friends to me. It's so good. Yeah. Overall, the show just, it's feel good. And even when it's not, even when it has its heavier moments or it's uh, more actiony moments, it, it still takes you back. You're, you're, you're laughing, you're crying, you're getting angry. All the emotions, but they always bring it back to remember why we love these characters and why we love this show. So Free Run takes the cake, 
and uh we do the second half of season one starting early next year uh at the time of recording it's literally next week and i don't think they've confirmed but it definitely feels like we're only getting one season of this show it feels like we are going to be reaching the conclusion by the end of the next 12 episodes and uh it's sad but at the same time i i love that it could wrap up a story and i'm hoping that the second part is just as good as the first part which i'm sure it will be and that'll probably be on the list for uh 2024 yep <laughs> I will say I had honorable mentions for the anime specifically being uh, Spy Family Season 2, Hell's Paradise, and uh, Demon Slayer Season 3. The only reason why those three didn't make the cut is because the five things that I picked were just enjoyable all the way around. Spy Family, Hell's Paradise, and Demon Slayer all had moments or not even moments, episodes where I kind of tuned out. Spy yep. Family Season 2 had an amazing arc on the cruise ship, but we had a bunch of episodes where I was just like, okay. They're just one-offs. Lloyd's taking out the dog. Cool, I guess. Hell's Paradise, amazing beginning, amazing ending. Some of the stuff in the middle, I was just kind of like, ah, this, this is cool, I guess. And Demon Slayer Season 3, the the very first episode, the second episode, cool, setting everything up. A little goofy here and there. Okay, cool. Mitsuri's here. All right, we're liking that. And then it starts kicking into gear, and you're like, okay, now we're in for it. So only reason why they didn't make Top 5 is the moments they had were amazing, but the show as a whole didn't have me glued into every episode. Those were my honorable mentions. <laughs> All right, well, until next time on Video Nerds, and until next year on The Best Up, we will catch you later. See you.